Today's podcast episode features co-host Box Office Hits and just a tad bit of bitterness <laughs> now, you're not listening to Featuring Dez. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dez from Featuring Dez, and today we're going to talk about some well-received movies that we just didn't care for. And what I mean by we, I actually have some co-hosts with me today. Two of my best friends in the world. My twin brother, Deshaun. Say hi, Sean. What's up? And my best friend, Greg. Say hi, Greg. Yo, how's it going? And uh, we are each going to bring up three different types of movies that were well-received, popular, or whatever, and just give our thoughts on them. And try not to hate us, guys. But uh, yeah. And I think I'm going to start off first. The movie I am going to start off first with is a film by the name of Jurassic World, ladies and gentlemen. Now... Jurassic World is interesting because, um, how should I put this? So it was, it was directed by Colin Trevorrow, who recently just did a movie called Book of Henry. Book of Henry was, it was all right. And let's just think about Colin Trevorrow is that the only movie I think he's actually directed that was actually really good was a movie called Safety Not Guaranteed. It has my boy Nick from um, New Girl in it and uh, my girl Audrey Plaza in it. She's amazing. But the thing about uh, Safety Not Guaranteed is that it was more of an indie comedy, right? And then they get they get this guy to direct one of my favorite movie franchises of all time, Jurassic World, which kind of has like basically every element that makes a good movie. It has suspense, comedy, light comedy, not a lot, lots of action and intrigue. And basically all the elements in this new Jurassic World movie, it felt, it tried to do everything that the original movies did, but not nearly as good. And I went to go see this movie, right, on opening weekend. And I, when, when, I, when I saw it, I was like, okay, you know. I, I, th- I thought it was fine. Like, I, I, I was in love with it, but, you know, I definitely wasn't drooling over it. And I was like, and then all of a sudden a couple of days go by, box office weekend results come in. This movie is a world phenom. Like, it broke crazy records. This movie made over $200 million domestically. That is more than both Avengers films, Age of Ultron and the original. That is absurd. And honestly, I just didn't see it. Nothing about that movie spoke world war phenomenon to me. I don't know. Maybe people were, were fresh off that Gardens of the Galaxy kick and they wanted more Chris Pratt. I don't know what it is because, you know, Homeboy was looking pretty good with that, that six-pack, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. And uh, we can all admit, you know, we, we, we was all kind of jelly when we saw that six-pack, you know. Not me, though, because you know, I already got it. Not really, though. Not really. No, he's but, such a liar. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks, Greg, for throwing me under the bus. But, uh, no problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jurassic World was, uh, was I don't know, it, 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 I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a bad movie, but I definitely wouldn't classify it as a great movie. And I don't think it's deserving as all the money it made, but, you know, I guess neither are the Twilight films, you know what I'm saying? So maybe I can just, like, shove my opinion. I don't know. Greg, what do you think? What did you I think mean, about Jurassic no, World? No, no, like, I... I mean, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. First off, let me just state, I, I'm not I'm not the film buff that does this here, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. But, I mean, I kind of agree. It was it was basically the same rehash stuff we already saw from Jurassic Park, you know, however many years ago, 15 years ago when it came out. Dinosaurs on an island, everything's all big and shiny, yep, and roars yep. and stuff like that. And like yep. you say, Chris Pratt and his six-pack, I mean, he's just kind of the flavor of the month right now, or flavor of the year, whatever. Yeah. But, uh... But no, I mean, I, I'd have to actually agree with a lot of that. It, it was just a lot of the same rehash stuff. They even rehashed the same damn Tyrannosaurus Rex from the first one in there. Yep. They just had it throw them in at the very end. And so, I mean, it, it was fun to watch. It's entertaining as like a casual moviegoer, but if you're going to act like they're breaking any sort of new ground, I, I totally would have to disagree. Like, nothing new happened in that. Yeah, and, and like, I, and, and, and for me, it just, for me, it just didn't seem like there was anything... I was trying to figure out why the movie broke broke so many records. Like for me, I was like, damn, like people people are going crazy. And I thought, you know what? Maybe it's just like the basic movie going audience that really like digs this movie. But now, nah, like most people I talk to, actually seem to kind of like it, and critics seem to like it too. Because as as we speak right now on Rotten Tomatoes, the film currently sits at seventy one percent with a fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. That is ridiculous. I know movies that I absolutely adored and loved that have lower ratings than on Rotten Tomatoes, like. So to, to, to me, to me, that's kind of bullshit. I I just don't get it. I, I like, like honestly, contra, like I said, contra, uh, Trevor um, previously did a film that was actually pretty great called Safety Night Guaranteed, um, and it seemed like he brought a lot of that charm into this film. And I just don't think that should have been present in a Jurassic Park movie. 
because there were parts of the movie where it actually felt more like a comedy than it did like like an action movie or a suspense. Matter of fact, I barely felt any suspense in that film. I think the only time I legit like felt any kind of suspense was that very beginning when you find that this damn dinosaur could go full predator and camouflage himself and yeah. just go, and go full Metal Gear Solid sneaking around killing people. Yeah. That was crazy, and I really I really dug that. Uh, but yeah, like I don't know, Sean, what do you, what, what do you think? So my whole thing is is that like I think Hollywood is like scared to take these long running franchises and try something new. They're like afraid that something's just gonna like ruin them, you know. And I have to like d- disagree agree with that because Creed is a perfect example of a long running franchise. You can try something. You can you can twist it up a little bit. Still follow follow like the same formula, but change something different to make it worth doing a like a reboot over. You know, this Jurassic World felt like there was no point of doing like a reboot. It just like Greg said, it felt like them rehashing a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. For like a newer audience, you know, mm-hmm. Creed they rehashed a lot of stuff in, in, in like the previous Rocky movies. But you try and make a damn Rocky movie without like any of the previous like montages or like the epic speeches. Every Rocky movie is gonna have that. But I mean, like I feel like Jurassic World didn't try anything new like Creed did. Creed is literally a perfect example of getting the domestic box office and getting the critical reception. And I feel like Jurassic World, the only reason that movie got as much praise as it was is because Chris Pratt at the time was the man. I mean, he still he is. He still is, yeah. yeah. He still is, but people were high off that Chris Pratt, like, buzz, and they were going to go see Chris Pratt, and I'm, I don't know, it's just... Nah, it's because they can train velociraptors now to jump through hoops and do tricks and shit. Like, that's true, actually. Yeah, nah, that's, that's what I'm getting out of it. <laughs> no, and, and l- 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 let me state that. I actually had, had a lot of fun with this movie. I, I, oh, yeah, I, same, same. I, I did too, yeah. Right, right. I actually had a lot of fun with this movie, and I enjoyed it. But I, I just, for me, I just did not, under for life of me, could not understand how in the hell it made that much money and people were, were praising it. Like, to be honest with you, I actually haven't really thought about that movie much. Since it's released, like it came out, I was like, oh, okay, that was fun. Yeah, I haven't and, even seen the sequel yet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. None of them had, exactly. Yeah. That, that, that speaks volumes right there. The fact that we saw that first movie, we're like, oh, that was fun. We're not really excited to see a sequel, but you know, I'm it was fun. Ten bucks for the sequel. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, wait till it comes out on Netflix or Hulu. You know? Right, right. And and I guess basically, what my brother was trying to say is that just because something is formulaic, it doesn't equal bad. Like any horror movie. That that's great can tell you that. I mean, look at Force Awakens and how well that did. Yeah. You know, it basically followed the same approach as this new exactly. Jurassic World movie. Yeah, and 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 so for me, like I I feel they could have still went the formulaic route, but they could have tried something fun and new. And what's the point of trying something fun and new? Because I feel like they were going to do something fun and new because they got an indie director. They 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 didn't go for some some big name. They got went for an indie director. And I was like, oh cool, this is gonna have a fresh spin. Some small creative mind is gonna do something, but. I, I don't know, I don't know, but, yeah, and that's that's pretty much my, my, my thoughts on it, um, that, that, that's my first movie out of the three, uh, Greg, you're up next, what's your, what's you, your you first movie? You want me to go next? Oh, Alright, yeah. oh, so, you know, out of the, uh, after the years, I've had a lot of hate disappear from my heart, so I don't hate things as much as I used to, but, <laughs> yeah. man, there's one movie growing up that everyone just loved this damn movie, and I never understood it, and I watched it. And I was so pissed that I just wasted an hour and a half of my life watching it. This movie's called Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) Now, I don't know if this was a Utah thing. Um, I was living in Utah at the time. I'm still here, but I've faded in and out from time to time. So I don't know how it was viewed outside of the States. But let me tell you, this movie came out um, back in 2004. So I I was getting into high school at the time. And everyone just loved this movie. They couldn't stop talking about it. They couldn't stop talking about John Heater, all these things, and I was like, okay. So I rented it from Blockbuster. Yeah, you remember those. <laughs> um, and uh, and I watched it, and I sat down. I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm watching it, and I'm not understanding a damn thing of what's happening to it. I didn't laugh once throughout the whole movie, and I found myself more pissed off because it was making fun of people in, in a horribly just messed up way. Like, I was a nerd growing up, and so watching someone who's just being viewed as different, and being laughed at for what he is instead of laughing with exactly it just pissed me off let me tell you this movie has so since we're bringing up rotten tomatoes it has 71 percent on rotten tomatoes what the okay this this movie has no ounce of plot aside from the whole vote for pedro shit pedro's the homie yeah which i didn't even understand what the hell was going on with that um and i just i was so mad watching this you're making fun of of quote-unquote nerds of people who are different you're making them date large black women and making fun of that yeah, and it's yeah, just like yeah. it, 
it wasn't even pretending to be like a bad Saturday Night Live skit. It was just a bad movie that everyone just loved and still love to this day. But I would like to point out that, and and I'm I don't want to disrespect anyone or anything like that because I have enjoyed John Heater and a lot of other movies. But if you go look at his IMDb page, what has he done since uh, what Blades of Glory that yeah. came out like two three years afterwards? Oh man, he he was Oscar worthy in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it, he was portraying the same kind of like yeah weird weird awkward yeah. awkward character. Thank you, I, that's mm-hmm. good words that. I just don't like when people make fun of that. And I have another movie coming up later on that I'll talk about that kind of follows the same instance where you're making fun of people for who they are instead of just enjoying the laugh and enjoying things that happen in life. Yeah, and and to kind of like piggyback off my boy Greg here, um, for for me personally, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, I'm, I'm going to be real, real with you. It's one of those movies that it struck gold for, for the time it came out, but it, it hasn't and it will not age well. Like, I guarantee you, and give it 20, 20 years, 15 years, no one's really going to be talking about that movie. Um, and I, I, honestly, I mean, I, is anyone even talking about that movie anymore, aside from me, who yeah. just sits with nightmares? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I, I know you felt that way, Greg. I'm but. sorry, Des, but yeah. <laughs> Sean, we got to like this fool in the room and watch it. <laughs> uh, but no, Sean, what do you think about Napoleon Dynamite? Do, do, do you kind of veto, uh, not veto, but uh, ditto with uh, Greg says or what? So, like, Napoleon Dynamite was, like, one of those movies that was just, like, it was, it was like, this joke that apparently me and my friends weren't in on. Like, and I, I don't know, like, we, like, we just didn't get, like, the fad, like, why it was so popular. Like, it was, we, we thought the movie was so dumb. In high school, my brother and I took film together, and we actually made a parody of Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, and, and Sean, I don't mean to cut you off, but our parody of Napoleon Dynamite... It's probably better than Napoleon it, it Dynamite. It, yeah. it actually is. Like I actually cross-dressed in an actual costume as as a girl, and I probably did better acting than the chick they casted as what is it, Lashonda? Lashonda, I think. Or something I think like her that. name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like it was, I don't know. It was a joke that we just didn't. My friends and I just didn't get, and so my brother and I just made a parody of the movie because the movie was just such a big joke to us. So, but I don't, I don't really have too much to say on the movie. I feel like Greg kind of like. Hit it home with that. Yeah. What you got? What you got to say, Dez? Oh uh, no, no, that, that, that's pretty much it. Uh, but yeah, Wolf of Pedro. Um, Sean. So, what, what's your what's your first movie gonna bring up that you just didn't feel that people loved? Okay. So the first movie I'm gonna talk about is actually the movie Brave. It's a Disney film about a Disney princess. And the hold r- up, hold up. <laughs> cut, cut the check. Cut the check. All right, all right. So my brother just brought up Brave. Real talk, guys. I'm not even. I'm not even joking. We, me, me and my brother haven't talked about the movies we're going to talk about. He doesn't know this, but I'm actually going to talk about Brave too. Oh. I, I guess me and him both have bitter feelings about this movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and, to, to be fair, I just talked with Des before Sean got here, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to bring up Brave today as a as a topic of interest." I was like, "Okay." So just the mind reading powers here at work. Yeah, well, we are twins, uh, you know. But I, okay, so I'm going to say this. No, 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 this is Sean's uh, uh, Yeah, so sure, you go. I think Sean gets yeah, to go first. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go first, Dez, and then you can go second after me, all right? All right, all right. So, so, you, so like, you, you guys don't know me, but I'm a grown-ass man who has a top ten favorite Disney princess list. I mean, grown-up man can be debatable. Yeah, but. I'm with Greg on this Okay. One. Anyway, now my friends are throwing shade at me. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a big, big Disney buff. Like, I love the sing-along Disney movies. I love the series Disney movies, the live action. No matter what it is, I love Disney movies. But most of all, I love the princess movies because they give females really great heroes to look up to. Like, some of the princesses are really great role models. Like, Tiana, who, in my opinion, is one of the most slept-on Disney princesses of all time. She literally defines hard work will get you far. Like, literally, and Mulan is the epitome of, like, don't listen to what people tell you and work hard you can do what the boys can do and so best believe i was hyped when brave got announced i was like hell yes we getting a badass yep. um not like a badass scottish yeah um, I think scottish, yeah, yeah, scottish. Yeah. yeah and i was just i and like the art for it was just amazing yep. and i was just like every trailer that they came out for brave i was just i was fucking hyped for i'm sorry i'm a disney geek i'm sorry the first movie i saw in theaters was lion king yeah but anyway i was hyped for this movie and like needless to say i saw it and it was beyond mediocre it was just like i don't i was like very like disappointed the plot was basically brother bear but brother bear did the plot better like it was yeah. weird yeah and like I, I don't know like it was like the, the movie was so boring for me like i honestly couldn't i like i wanted to go back and rewatch it before doing this review i couldn't even bring myself to go back and rewatch it <laughs> i was gonna do the same thing that's how that's how boring it was and i was just so like disappointed like don't get me wrong like the movie tried to tackle a really good like subject 
about like her not wanting to like follow tradition and not wanting to like be defined by the man she was gonna go, go, go like marry you know yeah. and like that was cool but they didn't quite follow through with that it was just like they, they took this whole side arc where the mom became a bear and honestly I'm gonna be honest the, the most enjoyable and memorable part of the movie were, were her little brothers the triplets I think they were yeah, they like were that. fucking hilarious but like besides the triplets nothing about that movie stands out besides it being just mediocre as fuck for me yeah and and to, to, to go off of what my brother was saying me and him both kind of feel the same way about Brave is, is that like we, we had so much expectation for Brave it's not the fact that I was I was super hyped for Brave I was just excited to see a cool role where, where, where a girl wasn't like going to get married to, to stop her problems exactly but, but the thing about Meredith is that like not only did I find her not likable as a character but I felt like her motives motives were underdeveloped I didn't really see a clear big character arc for her um and, and I will say this, though. I did go into the movie thinking it was going to be one thing, and it turned out to be another, which that's fine. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always happy when something pleasantly surprises me, but the movie failed and on certain things for me. But in the end, it still was a solid mother-daughter film. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just couldn't bring myself to like Meredith. But to be honest, the biggest atrocity that, that can go along with Brave, that, that kind of crossed the line for me, was, was when come award season. Oh my god. Co- co- no. Yes, yes, come award season. One of the great one of my favorite animated films had came out that year. I was like, yo, this movie is gonna win at the Oscars big. No competition. And then that movie was Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph absolutely killed it at the box office. It did some it took some creative risk. It was bold. It was cool, different, interesting. Wreck It Ralph made me cry, Dad. Yeah. Wreck It Ralph was everything that Brave wasn't. And for for the better, right? And then come award season, these mother... At the Oscars, they gave the best animated feature film to Brave. I was done. I was done. Like, that that was it for me. Because that was the thing. For me, the best way to... If I had to describe Brave in one word, it would be mediocre. It... I don't know. A part of me kind of wants to give Pixar a bit of a break. Because maybe they could have been experimenting. Maybe, maybe this could have been an experiment. I don't know. But... It, it, was, it was just meh. It was a meh movie that that was met with praise, love, and an Oscar. And I just don't think it's deserving of that Oscar. Real talk. Greg, what do you think? I mean, I want to kind of go back to what we were talking about with Jurassic World, where we're we're just kind of rehashing the same old Disney princess stuff. You know, she's uh, basically viewed in a world that's just driven by men, and she has to rise up and overcome all of these odds that have been set on her. And we've seen that time and time again in, in Disney movies, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if anything, we need more instances of yes, that. But, yes, yes. you know, like we were saying with Jurassic Park, we didn't really break any new ground with it. Um, I, I did think it was kind of odd that, you know, part partway through, they went over this whole thing of her mom turning into a bear and... I did, even to this day, I still don't know what lesson I was supposed to have learned out of that. Right, but, that was another thing I had to give uh, as a lesson, yeah. And... And I still enjoy the movie. I probably enjoyed it better than you guys did. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's saying something. I I loved watching her cream the crap out of the dudes in that bow and arrow contest. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was dope. Though. That being said, though, Des brought up a good point of uh, Wreck-It Ralph not winning over that. And that was that's definitely one of my favorite movies I've seen in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of definitely sings a little bit. I, I would definitely agree. I don't think it was deserving of any of the Oscars and stuff it got. It was just a good, you know, traditional Disney movie that we're just used to seeing over the years. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would agree, too. Like, the three little kids are the best part and all this stuff. It, Like I said, it was fun. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't think it was, like, a bad movie or anything like that. Probably didn't deserve the Oscars, but, I mean, other than that, I thought it was all right. So Yeah, yeah once once again, I just see Brave as, as the victim of a movie that was okay in execution, but got more praise than it really deserved, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what, guys? Maybe there's a chance that my brother and I are, um, are just a little bit bitter. The fact that Wreck-It Ralph, one of, the, one of the, the, the best animated movies we'd seen in years, didn't get nothing. And, you know, and, you and know, also, the, the movie was also a tribute to gamers. Like, old school gamers like me, my friend, yeah. um, like my brother and Greg yeah. and all of us, were all old school gamers. And they, that, that movie basically paid homage to, like, us gamers. So it was nice to see Hollywood actually trying to, like, you know, pay homage to gamers. And then to have, like, Brave win the Oscar was... I was pretty salty, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And, you know, a part of me feels like... Uh, that this, this is why I'm kind of glad that we're getting more younger and... Uh, 
the diversity mm-hmm. uh, uh, added into to, to the Oscar circle because I'm willing to bet that like a, a bunch of old white guys with beers were sitting around. Hmm. I don't really understand this whole gaming thing. I'm going to give the Oscar to Brave. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know what happened there. But, uh, guys, you know, I, I might just be a little bit bitter here. You guys let me know what you think. But um, I'll go next on my second film. And I, I'll start us off right. Um, so my second film, I actually don't have much to say. But I'm going to get it up. Uh, it's, it's done by one of the best directors of our, of our time. Uh, he's created many, many hits. Oh, I know. And, um, um, yep. he's, he's one of the best directors of our time. He created many hits. And just for some reason, I just <laughs> I just couldn't get, get behind the movie. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about James Cameron's The Titanic. Oh. And, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. I was talking right. about Titanic. I thought, I thought you were going a different direction. No, no. One, but. And um, Titanic, ladies and gentlemen, let me, let me start by saying its technique, its execution was, was, was great. James Cameron is, is an amazing director. But that still doesn't stop the fact that the movie was like two hours of just Leonardo DiCaprio seducing this cute redhead, and then then once he banged her, they died. Like I basically was watching, I was basically watching a movie waiting for 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 people to die. And I I, I don't want to say it like that, but I, I the movie was was a bit of a bore to me. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry to anyone who actually likes the movie. If you do, that's fine. Like 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 I said, film is very uh, very subjective. It's an art. People got their own opinions, but for me, Titanic was just a bit boring. Like for me, the best parts of the movie was seeing DiCaprio put 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 the moves on Home Girl. Like he was smooth with it. Like real talk, he was smooth. And like and I, I think that line, "Paint me like one of your French girls," is still like infamous. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I don't really got much to say, guys. Like I said, James Cameron's great. The movie was just boring to me. Greg, I'm putting you on the hot spot, man. Okay. What you, what you, what yeah, you I mean, I thought you were gonna go in a different direction and start talking about Avatar. So I'm a little surprised that you brought up Titanic. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't watched this movie since I was like 11 years old. But you saw them titties. Though. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I probably did. I, it, that, that's how like unmemorable that movie was for me. <laughs> I think. I, I think I remember Leo on that board saying, "Oh, I can't. I can't get up. I can't make it." More than anything else. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really think there's much to be said. It's you know, it's a big romantic movie. It's you know, it was like the highest grossing movie of all time i don't know maybe it still is i figured it record was probably broken at some point by some marvel movie but uh i think it was actually broken by another james cameron film oh avatar yeah 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 yeah. i'll I'll actually have to fact check that sorry guys i'll have to fact check that but not Mm, sure makes me wonder if james cameron is buying out all the tickets in his theaters to break (laughs) these records um yeah i mean i mean what can you really say about titanic everyone knows what it is everyone knows what it's about everyone knows how it ends it's it's there. It it is what it is. I I don't think at this point it really stands up very well. It's you're just gonna view it as another, you know, romance movie. Definitely isn't gonna be up there with like Casablanca or anything like that for anyone who's into the old films. Oh but, fuck uh, no! Yeah. yeah, I've seen Casablanca a couple times. Yeah. Um, and and I do love me a good romance movie from time to time. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely not gonna pull Titanic off the shelf for that. So, what do you think, Sean? So, like, real talk, like, the way I view Titanic is the same way I view Pearl Harbor. It was about a love story and not the actual event. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but, but Pearl Harbor had Kate Beckinsale in it, so, That's I mean, true, that, that so, is true. So, for anyone that does not know, my homie here, Greg, uh, he, he has, he, he, basically, he, he's still holding out for faith that uh, Kate Beckinsale will one day be his wife, so, you know. Yeah, don't tell my fiancé that, but... <laughs> But yeah, I really don't have much to say about Titanic. You guys kind of just like set, made all my points. It was just kind of like a boring movie. And like, I don't know, like I have no problem. Like I love like romance movies. I'm a big sucker for romance movies. But like, I don't know, like it was just like, it was just like a movie about a romance that didn't really care for it. Kind of like Pearl Harbor. And then the event that, you know, the, that's in the title of the movie happens and the movie's over. And you're just like, oh, okay. That, so that, that, that was actually an okay movie. And then it breaks all these damn records of the box office. I'm like, oh. Okay, so Sean, I, I I gotta talk to you, Sean. I kind of feel like you should have probably made one of your movies Pearl Harbor as many times you you, you name dropped it. I feel like you should have talked about Pearl Harbor here today. I, I, there's actually one one thing I'd like to add on this whole topic. So anyone that knows me knows one of my pet peeves is is having to sit in a movie for too long. Like Cloud Atlas, for example, a great movie. I love that movie, but I can't watch it again because it's over three hours long. Like th- that's like half my work day right there, just watching one movie. <laughs> And at least that had a, a plot, a story. You you had to be paying attention to a lot of things. Multiple in that. So stories. So it kept actually. you interested. Yeah, yeah. Titanic, 
three hours and 15 minutes long. All to watch them get off a boat that crashes and they die. There, there's no reason that movie should have been three hours long. A romance movie that's three hours long. If you're trying to take someone on a date to go watch that movie, they're asleep. You ain't getting any action that night. That, that's it. You, you just wasted your whole date watching that movie. Uh, so, so Greg, honestly, what I think actually happened was James Cameron had a movie that was supposed to be like maybe an hour and 30 minutes, but then he got so caught off guard and got so entranced by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's dreamy eyes. He's like, oh shit, we're actually filming a movie here, guys. We got to cut this thing. I think that's what happened. And I think that that's something that's a good point too. It has Leo DiCaprio in it. So it almost means that the movie's untouchable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leo, Leo, Leo's a good actor. He's a good actor. Uh, I believe Kate Winslet was in it too. She is amazing. She she's amazing. I love her. Uh, you guys got any closing statements on Titanic? That's about it. No, nah, that's pretty no, much it. I yeah. mean, cut and dry here, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I thought too. Yeah. I already had to sit through three hours of it. I don't need to waste another couple minutes on that movie. Yeah. All right, Greg, you're up next, man. What's your number two movie? You okay, talk about? so my number two movie, and I apologize. I'm probably gonna piss off some female viewership here. This movie came out in 2011. Oh boy. This is, I mean, it was kind of heralded at the time, and I think to an extent still is, like, the female comedy movie. And I sat here watching this movie, and it made me hate Melissa McCarthy for the last seven years. Sorry, Melissa. Um, the movie's called Bridesmaids. This movie has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. What the? Damn. And yet I had to sit through watching a good five to ten minutes of Melissa McCarthy shitting into a sink. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that did and, and this movie was supposed to be funny and interesting. It's the kind of stuff that we saw back in the 90s, and nowadays we look at it and we're like, oh, no, that totally goes against, you know, feminism and the political agenda that we're driving <laughs> for <laughs> these days. But yet everyone loved this movie, and I couldn't understand it. Now, let me, let me also add that my fiancé has had me start watching Gilmore Girls. It's actually not a bad show. And I actually like Melissa McCarthy in it. I now like so Melissa I. McCarthy again. Same, same, here. same, same. But this movie made me hate her for the past six to seven years because I only saw her typecasted as being the overweight, uh, swearing, uh, defecating lady in every movie that she was in, even though she has a very wide range of talent. She mm-hmm. does, she does. She's actually pretty talented. Um, I actually liked her in that spy movie. But I had heard from everyone how amazingly funny this movie is. Right. How... You would laugh all day, all night, and it would be great. And then when I got done with the movie, all I could think was how I had just watched basically a a bad Saturday Night Live montage. There's literally a part in there where Kristen Wiig just argues with a customer for 10 minutes. That's it. There's no story development. There's nothing happening. She's just arguing for a customer for 10 minutes. If you don't believe me, go on to YouTube. I went and watched this, again, just to remember how bad it was. And it was bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's basically about a group of ladies that come together. And they're, you know, they're bridesmaids for one of their best friends that are getting married. And, um, you know, Kristen Wiig, she's like the maid of honor. And she has a lot of things going wrong in her life. And, you know, there, there's some development. There's some fun things that happen in it. But it's just like the laughs are so forced. And when I have to sit there and watch a movie where people are literally shitting for the next 10 minutes because they ate some bad, I can't even remember, seafood, like, it just takes me out of the movie. I don't laugh at that. Maybe I did when I was, like, nine years old, yeah. but not anymore. And for that for that kind of comedy to have a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's just ridiculous to me. What do you think, Sean? So, my personal opinions on, like, the movie, I literally thought the movie was literally just, like, okay, you know, at best, you know. And But my biggest problem with the movie is that you go and look at all, all the female cast members of that movie, they're all really talented yep, women. So talented. Like, I'm, I'm not even joking. Yeah, so like, talented. I love all the women in that movie. And it felt like they dumbed down their talents to, like, an audience. I don't, I don't know what it was. It felt like they, they, they just, like, dumbed themselves down for this comedy. And it felt like they were so much better than that. Like, I don't know. It would... I, I honestly... That's all I can say about the movie. They're, like... Every single woman in that movie is really talented. And it felt like they, they were just, like, d- dumbing it down for that movie. Yeah, let me, let me just add on there. So, I, I, I pulled up the cast list again real quick. Maya Rudolph. Amazing actress. Yep. I love watching her. And honestly, she makes me laugh in a lot of things. Uh, Ellie Kemper from uh, Kimmy Schmidt. I love that show. Oh, I binge watched yeah. that Kenny show. Schmidt. I can't wait for the second half of season four to come out and see how it ends. But did I like these people in this movie? No. No. It was just 
I, I know. It, it, it literally felt like they they had like a horde of talented actresses, and they just like dumbed themselves down for Hollywood. It so was just... speak, speaking of making people unlikable, John Hamm, who is notoriously known for being one of the smoothest guys from from a little show called Mad Men, they got him in the, in this movie, and I believe he was like uh, Kristen Wiig's. Uh, Guy friend at the beginning of the film, they made him into an ass. Like, and, and I thought that was actually kind of funny. I was like, "Well, this is kind of, kind of." I thought this, this is actually pretty smart, pretty clever. You take an actor who's notoriously known for being smooth, and you make him just an ass. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought that was actually I thought that was kind of clever. Uh, so my, my personal thoughts on um, Bridesmaids is um, very similar to my brother's. I thought it was a fine movie. Like not nowhere near deserving of all that praise. Not deserving of a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, though. But then again, you know we're not we're not we're not we're not movie critics. We don't know what what they look for. I mean, I I, I, I let, let me start by saying I actually did go to film school, but even even I wasn't even I wasn't even feeling it. I, I watched this while I was actually going to college. Um, yeah, it's just it, it it definitely was not a movie I would I would <laughs> write home about. Honestly, I haven't really thought much about this movie since since its release. So. And I honestly only watched this movie because everyone told me how funny it was, how amazing it was, and I really do. I love all the actresses in that movie, and I, I hope I would even hope that they would make a, a different movie someday. Just uh, I I forgot that it's done by Judd Apatow, and that's probably where a lot of my hatred comes from because <laughs> this dude. It's either for me, it's either it's an awesome movie or this thing's at the bottom of the barrel and should never be pulled back out again. And for me, that's what Bridesmaids was. And also, I, I feel like. Certain certain people just work well with Judd Apatow, like Paul Rudd. Like I feel yeah. like certain certain people like him just work well. Maybe this this was just a clash of uh, of talent, or I don't know what I don't know what. Um, if you guys liked it, that's cool. Is and I definitely don't think it's a horrible movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. I I, I just don't think I just I, I just think it was a bit overpraised. Is all. Mm-hmm. And um, okay, well, Sean. Uh, yeah, Sean, you got another movie for us. Your uh, second movie. Yeah, so I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this, um, but I'm sorry. I just think this movie is, like, a lot overrated. And don't get me wrong, it's a good movie. I just think it's, like, overrated and not nearly as much as being... it. I, I don't think it should be the, the pop icon it is, the pop culture I- icon that it is. And this is done by one of the world's best directors, so I know I'm going to catch flack for this. But I got to say, as someone who's, like, a big fan of, like, sci-fi horror and just like good good town family movies i was just not a fan of the well-loved movie et mm. wow what yeah oh what i thought you were going with like avatar on this that's what i thought too. I, i've been waiting for avatar at this table this whole time <laughs> and instead you bring up one of the most beloved spielberg classics yeah. spielberg, e. baby. spielberg baby spielberg <laughs> baby Alright, alright, yeah, you, you talk about this right, Lately, Show it, just so you know your, The next words out of your mouth better be done So eloquently that like Greg is just Greg, I mean, you're going against white people culture right here Yeah, so. pretty much <laughs> so, so like, real talk um, I'm, more. So, real talk, I'm going to st- st- start off This by saying everything I loved about the movie I love the child acting in this movie I, I, I miss the days of like 80s and 90s really good child actors Like the child acting in this movie was fucking on point Like I'm talking about like Really good a- actors like Drew Barrymore A really good performance for her And also the actor Henry Thomas Who I just saw on Haunting on Hill House on Netflix Ooh, And to you want to talk about yes. You want to talk about a very A very well crafted horror series I haven't seen um, Henry Thomas in years, and he destroyed this role. He he plays the father in Haunting on Hill. So okay, he was, okay. It's phenomenal. So I, at least to say I love all the actors in this movie. The cinematography in this movie was on point. Like Spielberg, you know, he always does really good cinematography. Right, right. Um, but I can't help but feel like... So this movie was, like, mostly directed at kids and, like, family and, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. adults and stuff, whoever, yeah. you know. But this movie was over two hours long. It was a kid movie that was over two hours long. What kid is going to sit down and watch a movie for two hours long? And I'm also not going to lie, like real talk, the biggest part of this movie, what actually carried this movie, was this charm and having E.T. and the kids interact with each other with, and going into like different shenanigans throughout the movie, which is fine, you know, for, for like an hour and a half movie. But when you're heading into like the third um, act of the movie and you're starting to like lose my attention and the entire I feel like there's like a lot of this movie that like could have been trimmed like they could have trimmed a lot of fat I felt like they could have trimmed like at least 45 minutes off this movie and it still would have had like the same I don't know and, and also for me like I just I got I get bored like halfway through the movie every single time and I, I don't know like for me like it was just it was just a okay good charming movie 
but I don't understand why it should have been like that. This pope, this, this, this like pop culture icon that like it was, you know, it was just okay. okay. I, don't, I don't know. I I, yeah. I always just felt like it was a bit overhyped. Don't don't get me wrong. Like I love uh, Spielberg. Yeah. Granted, he has made like a few stinkers. I don't care for you know recently anyway. Yeah. Um. So, but, yeah. but like I I I honestly just thought it was okay. Like it like it wasn't bad or great. Like everyone right. says it was. It was just an okay movie. That I feel like people cling on to for nostalgia reasons because it came out in the eighties. And also, I, I kind of feel like Goonies kind of did that 80s, like, pop culture thing better. Because Goonies had way more memorable um, parts in it for me yeah. than E.T. did. E.T. was just, I don't yeah. know. So, all right, so Sean, I, I'll, I'll talk to you. So, I think one of the things that really carried this movie and what made it stand out to people at the time was that most of the time when aliens were introduced in film, they're always bad guys. Thank you. Always bad guys. Thank you. And, uh, and, and I actually... and. They're always bad guys. Spielberg came in there with his Spielberg wit and completely 180 this bitch and was and was like, oh what? A- aliens can't be good. He made a charming movie with a charming alien with great child acting. That in itself is an accomplishment. And can, and basically Spielberg is one of those guys that can find. He he basically did what Hitchcock did to a certain degree. He finds certain things and make people look at it differently. Like Hitchcock, birds. This fool made people scared of birds. Yeah. Uh, Spielberg. I can't really give Spielberg too much credit because sharks are already scary as shit. But like he he did Jaws, you know. But um, I will say this though, Sean. I do agree. I actually am not as in love with E.T. as, as everyone else is. Greg, I'm sorry, man. I'm actually not as in love with it. But 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 right but okay okay okay. But I will say this though. I don't. I, I definitely would not have put E.T. on my list like my brother here is doing. But I, I will say I actually am not as as in love as everyone else is. Maybe. Maybe it's a white people thing. I don't know. Maybe me and Sean just got problems. Maybe me and Sean was watching Friday and Boys in the Hood and y'all was watching E.T. But anyway, I will say this though. I am a bit bitter, a little bit towards the movie E.T. Because literally right before um, one of arguably my favorite horror movie and one of my favorite movies, The Thing, was released, E.T. came out weeks before. Mm -hmm. So why would people want to go see an alien movie about aliens killing people in Antarctica or in the snow when like... They, they can go see a happy-go-lucky thing and make them feel happy and fuzzy inside, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, E.T. literally wrecked the thing's chances at success at the box office. So, I am actually a little bit bitter towards E.T. towards thing, that. The, okay, That's I'll, me I'll, being petty, though. This is petty, Desmond. This is me being petty. I also, also want to say, like, The Thing is also one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Same. So, same. That, that also caused another thing. And also, I was kind of hoping that one of you guys would bring up the fact that um, Spielberg made... Um, made like aliens like um like good guys and like my whole thing is that like i get that that he like innovated especially in the 80s that was a big thing but like new doesn't also necessarily mean doesn't automatically equal good i i felt like it was like different and new at the time mm-hmm. and people like carry that that nostalgia with them today mm-hmm. but i guarantee if you go back and watch like et it's really just okay yeah and like i i, I kind of I, I know great property feels differently but i kind of agree with my brother i kind of saw it as like a, like a, a great fun child film but i'm not gonna rank it amongst any, any type of great, any type of, any, any, I'm not going to rank it up there with the greats, and I'm not going to make it a pop culture icon, no, yeah, either. But I don't, yeah, that's, but, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but, but you, you know, Spielberg and directors like James Cameron and them, I feel, it, I feel like anything, anything they do just becomes. I honestly, I honestly feel like if that name didn't have Spielberg's names attached to it, it would not have been the pop culture icon it would have been. I, I honestly feel and like the movie... To, to a certain degree, you might be right. Like, I honestly, I honestly feel like the movie, which is still supposed to have gotten a solid reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and everything, like it has and still does today, but people will, will come to terms and be like, you know what, E2 is actually just okay. You know, but it's because Spielberg's name is attached to it that it's automatically considered they're among the greats for, for most people. I'm sorry, not, sorry, Greg. I'm in a, Greg, explain, explain, explain to me and my brother why we possibly mm. might, might be tripping here. <laughs> Alright, so, first off, let me say this. I'm not going to pretend like this is the greatest movie ever or anything like that. No. But should this be on any of our lists today? <laughs> hell no. Sean, he, he going to hell for that one. I'm sorry, Sean. Hell no. Okay, so this movie came out in the 80s. Like, I, I just had to go back and like relook up all of this info on it because I can't even believe... I Never in my wildest dreams that this movie was going to be on here. So... This fool Sean over here has me just filled with anger right now. But uh, you ain't come back on the show. Yeah. No, I mean like yeah. The big point I was gonna make, Des made it too. Is this was you know pretty much the first time that anyone had painted aliens in a good light, and just automatically that made it interesting to everyone else. And I do feel bad. I love the thing. That's also one of my favorite horror movies. Um, I didn't realize that it came out right afterwards, so that does <laughs> yeah. kind of suck. Yeah, the thing dropped literally right after ET. Yeah, yeah. Spielberg can can eat one for that but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no the, 
it was a good family movie. I mean, you had so many quotable moments from it. True. It probably wouldn't hold up if we tried rewatching again, but that wasn't the point of this movie. The point of this movie was to come out when it did and show that not everything that we view as being evil or destructive, uh, it gets rid of these preconceived notions that we have and turn it on its back. And that's one of the things that Spielberg does really good at. Right, right. And, and this movie, I thought, was kind of the epitome of what Spielberg is able to do with a movie. Um, I mean, yeah, it is probably like a white person thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest like who what what you know white kid sitting there eight years old you're watching an alien that you keep in your basement and he makes flowers revive and you can go flying on your bike and stuff i mean you know what what kid didn't love that bro part? elliot was a gangster in that movie like him, him and et's like like charming personalities clashing in that movie was was like was like the, the, the part of the movie that carried it for me and like i feel like when elliot et and the kids weren't on screen that that that's when i lost attention with the movie but anyway, right, yeah. right well yeah and i mean this was i mean that was kind of the point too i mean it was like a family movie it, it, you're supposed to be focusing on the kids you're seeing you know what's happening with this alien through their eyes instead of the you know the parents the adults eyes and that's why i thought it was a great movie for kids um i certainly loved it i took a lot of ideals and values out of it and it, you know it's a big part of anyone's childhood um like I said, I'm not going to pretend like this is the greatest movie ever, anything like that. But for the time that it came out, it broke a lot of ground. It, I mean, it, it really introduced a lot of new ideas, which is not something we can talk about a lot these days. Hell no. So, yeah, Sean, I don't know why the hell this movie is on your list today, but okay. Sean, how, Greg, let's pretend that Sean said Howard the Duck. <laughs> Actually, well, no. I mean that's a critical masterpiece right there. Well, well, Possibly I'll, greatest movie ever created. All time. Well, all I, time. I mean, like also, like I guess I could have thrown like Avatar on my list, but I feel like Avatar is like a really easy pick, though. It, like, it, it like, is because I, th- I think people unanimously agree that yeah, it was pretty much Dances with Wolves, Fern Gully, and Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Like I think of people unanimously, and so to so Sean, to your credit, that th- that's I give you points for not going going with an easy pick like Avatar. Yeah, like I th- yeah. I, I don't know, like I felt like. I don't want to go with something that people would be like expecting. I feel I don't feel like anyone was expecting Brave to be on our list, you know. So it's a movie that True. most people don't even really talk True. about, you know. Hey, so. Sean, you know what else I wasn't You know expecting? why they don't talk about it, Sean? Because it's a good movie. <laughs> That's why. Oh yeah. my god, Sean, you know what else I wasn't expecting uh, besides the ET thing? I wasn't expecting you to pick the same damn movie I was going to talk about, Brave. But you know, I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm, I'm gonna take the L on this one. And uh, I'm going to bring up my uh, third and final movie, which is, I actually don't know, because Sean took my third and final movie. So I'm going about to wing it. Uh, let's talk about... Mm. I mean, I got one more if you need some time to think. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'm going to let you go, Greg. Okay, so first off, I need to issue a spoiler warning right now. This movie actually just came out in theaters, and I actually just recently saw it this weekend. And I hated this movie. So Ooh, I'm just going to say, if you haven't seen any movies recently, um, you probably want to skip forward in the in the podcast a little bit if you don't want to hear spoilers. But I'm going to be talking about uh, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. Woo! That movie was a crime. <laughs> How much? You're damn right it was. So I watched this movie. And let me preface this. I'm not, uh, I'm not like a big, you know, huge Harry Potter fan. I read all the books. I've seen all the movies, and I enjoy them. Um, I guess I haven't read Cursed Child, so maybe I haven't read all the books. But So I went and saw this movie with my fiancé last night, who's, who's a big Harry Potter nut. She loves everything related to it. And I really enjoyed the first Fantastic Beasts. Same. Um, yep. One of my biggest problems with this movie is the title. It's called Fantastic Beasts. It's not called Harry Potter. It's not called The World of Harry Potter. It's called Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. And yet in this movie... There's really no Fantastic Beasts in it. In the first five minutes, you see everything you're going to see in this movie. And they don't introduce any new beasts like they did in the first one. You don't get to see some cool Thunderbirds flying or... <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I forgot the, the snow monster thing. But it was just so magical. It was so different from what you had already seen in the Harry Potter movies that it was great. It was its own adventure. And in Crimes of Grindelwald, there really is no Fantastic Beasts. You get to listen to a dude talk about mommy issues for half the movie. Um, you get to watch people that you saw in the first one who look like they should be having some character development and really don't get any of it. That's um, disappointing. Yeah. Um, they, you know, uh, J.K. Rowling starts to retcon a few of the things that she had already previously set in, in other books, which is, you know, that's always frustrating when a writer does that. 
Um, and, and surprisingly, I thought I was going to go into this movie, and I'm not a big Johnny Depp fan. I figured that's probably going to be the thing that I dislike the most about this movie. And I was pleasantly surprised. Johnny Depp, he was a very good un-Johnny Depp character of himself. I mean, he portrayed this, this evil wizard dude that, uh, you know, was kind of trying to take over the world, but in a very different sense than what you saw in, in the original Harry Potter movies, which is a refreshing take. But then you have a cast like Ezra Miller. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you have a character like Ezra Miller in here. Phenomenal um, actor. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no other words to really be said about him. I mean, he's amazing in everything he does. In fact, I haven't seen the Justice League movie yet, but if I was, he'd be the only reason I'm going to go watch it. Yep. He, he, he was arguably the best part of about the movie of Justice yeah. League it was Ezra Miller. So. And yet, I had to sit through two hours of Crimes of Grindelwald, where arguably the biggest crime is the fact that Ezra Miller doesn't get to use any of his talents at all. Nah. He just sits there talking about his mommy issues in maybe three to four words. Yep. It was two hours of Ezra Miller going, are you my mama? Yo, mama, where you at? Mama. Like, that's all it was. And even then, he didn't even say it in so many words. He, he, he just said <laughs> that it like, where's mom? And that's, that's, that's it. That's all you see of Ezra Miller, really. Um, I, you know, Rowling decided to throw a lot of her previously established characters in there, but didn't give them any development, didn't really do much more than to give you that, oh, ho, that aha moment of, oh, yeah, I know that character. I, I heard about them in another book but then didn't give you any development or anything that happened with them. So I was extremely upset when I came out of this movie. I, I felt really bad for my fiance. Um, yeah. I, I, I knew she was very upset about it. She's and a big Harry Potter fan, if, if yeah. you don't know. His, yeah. his fiance, like, I've known her for like a couple years now, and yeah. she's a big Harry yeah. Potter fan. So, yeah. I, so I have to say, guys, uh, so Greg's already given his takeaway from it. My biggest, t- my, my biggest disappointments in Crimes of Grindelwald was the fact that it, was was one was his lack of focus. I felt like there was really no focus. Two was my my favorite character and arguably the most charming character from the from the first Fantastic Beast was the character Jacob. And Jacob was oh, also, yeah. Jacob was sidelined hard in this movie. And besides that, uh, yeah, the, uh, the the waste of talent in this film, I want to say. Uh, but there there were a few gangster parts in there, but we'll get into that later for some other time. Sean, you got anything to say? So I I, I want to start off by saying I haven't seen the movie, but from what it sounds like, this movie literally just sounded like one giant wasted opportunity. That's literally what it yeah. sounded like. Yeah, and it, potential it, it, wasted. Yeah, yeah it, it literally just sounded like, like a bunch of wasted potential. Like they had, they had the opportunity to like show new creatures and show you a different side of the Harry Potter universe, but instead you guys got just like random carryovers from random characters and just like like a story that you didn't really like care for and characters there that were really good in like the previous film that just didn't get any screen time in this one and that right there sounds very frustrating because me and my girlfriend my girlfriend who's also a big Harry Potter fan we're both really looking forward to this movie I can't remember the last time I was even I even looked forward to a Harry Potter movie because I'm not a huge fan but like like the Fantastic Beasts actually got me interested again into the Harry Potter universe which is a really hard feat let me add because I have huge beef with Harry Potter mm-hmm. but Whatever. Yeah. And Sean, uh, what's your? Uh, you, did you want to talk about your final movie? I, I actually don't have a final movie. Actually. You actually have a final movie. Yeah. All right. Did you come up with what you wanted to talk about, Des? Uh, I did not, but I, I'm actually going to bring up just one movie. Yeah. That, so we're going to bring up the movie called Get Out. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! No, no, I'm just playing. I'm playing. Uh, so I'm actually, so I'm just going to bring up a random movie that I just don't seem to uh, that I just don't don't seem to like as much as other people, and I'm I'm going to bring up um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Like Nightmare Before Christmas is well loved. And, and and people dig it, and and I'm not gonna try and take anything away from that film because it did a lot right. It did more, a lot more right than bad. It was new. It was it was new. As a matter of fact, there's really anything really bad about the film. I Except just that it spawned every hot topic store ever created. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> facts, facts. But uh, like for for, for me, uh, I just wasn't as in love with it as everyone else was. People adored this film, adored it, adored it, and I liked it. And. I, I, I'm actually appre- I actually appreciate all the cool stuff it did. Just wasn't for me. That's all. That's all I got to say. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm a little biased against this movie because I had to work in a entertainment store where this movie got played for three months straight on repeat every day. I had to listen to the songs over and over and over again. And I mean, it doesn't matter what you listen to. If I had to listen to Avengers every day, I'd probably be pretty pissed by the time I'm done with it. So, boy, uh, boy, not me. I'd be like, uh, oh, Sean, by the way, earlier in the podcast, you said what kid's going to sit through a two-hour movie? Them Avengers movies, though. 
them Avengers movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, and, and then and also earlier, I believe I said like Antarctica when I talked about the thing. I apologize about that. I'm pretty sure that's wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, man. I'm gonna take the take the top and say I'm sorry to all my fans out there. I apologize about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, what is what's there to be said about that movie? I mean, it's like I said, it spawned every hot topic store ever created. I mean, all the whole emo kids and that whole fad. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas has definitely contributed to that. Um, it's a fun love story, I, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Is it not a love story? Yeah, no, it's it's a love story, I but I ain't like Jack. Jack kind of be speaking game a little bit, but really, it was mostly Sally who was going out to Jack. She's like, Jack, I want that. I want you. And and, and Jack was like, Oh, Sally. I mean, at least this Jack was better than Titanic Jack. So oh, I mean, there's true. there's something to take away from yeah. that, I suppose. Oh, actually, no, they both have something in common. They both are dead. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Okay, okay so I, I, I guess got, that's how we're gonna end the podcast. So I, I actually got something serious I want to add on to a Nightmare Before Christmas before we ended on that silly ass note. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas did introduce some very new animation for yep, its time. Yep, it was, I applaud. It was actually pre- pre- pretty groundbreaking for the time. And like in on like that note, I actually really loved the animation. But like I don't know, I wasn't in love with the movie, and didn't see why like it was also like a big pop, like a pop culture um, yeah. icon as it was. Like like I said, the movie does a hell of a lot more good for for for, for cinema, and it does a lot more good in its in its in like in itself. I just myself just was not as in love with it as everyone else was. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Nightmare Before Christmas was definitely a white person thing. Okay. It was definitely like okay. I mean, All right, cool. I thought maybe I missed something. Okay. No, no, that, that's <laughs> totally a white person thing. Yeah. So. But but like on, on like on like be, if we being honest though, Kingdom Hearts made me love Nightmare Before Christmas even more because oh, yeah. the the uh, candy cane Keyblade is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was actually pretty dope. Uh, like. All right, we getting off subject, but uh, guys, thanks for um, listening and letting us chat chat your ear off and. Basically, yeah. You basically kind of listen to all me and my friends just bitch about movies, and I apologize about that, but hopefully you guys all appreciate it and we're fine with listening to some of our opinions. Guys, remember, uh, cinema is very uh, a subjective medium. You know, just because some person feels one way doesn't mean you have to. Except when you're talking about E.T., then then, then we've been <laughs> into a different territory with that. Hey, I thought the subject was movies that were popular that you thought were overrated. That, that's, hey, that's hey, hey, yeah, hey. that was what the subject <laughs> was. You're just... <laughs> Opinion is wrong. Sean, you, you, you failed us today. You you failed us today. Anyway, guys, uh, this is Dez from Featuring Dez. And uh, th- I, you guys just listen to me and my best friends, Greg. Yep. And my, my twin brother, Deshaun. Yep, you too. And uh, this is Dez Featuring Dez, and I'm signing out. Peace. I have outdone myself. <laughs>